This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. the Lord. How are you doing over there, my friend? Uh, doing good, Brother Shannon. Yourself? Hey, doing great. Audio coming through good for you? Yeah, sounds real good. Okay, fantastic. <clears throat> Everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be back with you for our Tuesday night marathon. And uh, coming up after this song, uh, Reverend Joseph Cohen. Here we go. Just knowing you're always with me Beside me 
right, everybody, welcome aboard. How did you like that song, Brother Joseph? See if you're muted, my friend. Click that button. Yeah, praise the Lord. Uh, yeah, a great song. And, Sister uh, Marina Basic has got yeah, glad to, yeah. a new song coming out. We're going to get it and play it for you very soon next time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Her songs have been uh, excellent. She's making an album too. You know, uh, almost finished with the album. I mean, uh, the, you, you've had her songs on before. Everybody really enjoys her songs. Absolutely. We we are thankful, Sister Marina, for letting us play some music, and we'll be playing a lot more uh, now that I can do um, songs again. Well, amen, folks. Welcome. We're excited to be here with Reverend Joseph Cohen. NewHopeInTheLord.com Brother Joseph, where are you located? You in upstate New York? Uh, well, no, not upstate. Uh, well, people in Long Island think we're in upstate. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're um, uh, in, in Westchester County, probably about a, a half hour uh, from New York City. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and, not uh, too far? Yeah, about half hour from New York City, yeah. Upstate New York is way up there, like the Catskills or the Adirondacks. When I preach upstate, you know, I drive five hours. You know, that's uh, that's upstate. But over here, we're down about a half hour from the city. Yeah, praise God. Are you from, uh, from New York originally? New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, wow. New Jersey, yeah. I, I've preached upstate New York, and they go, where are you from? I says, well, you, you're not from New York. I said, yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I was raised in New York, but I'm from, uh, I was born in New Jersey, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, praise yeah. the Lord. Now, Brother Joseph uh, is going to be bringing a message tonight, and we'll open in prayer in just a moment. But I've got another question for you. Are you still doing <laughs> your TV program? I am. Uh, we just finished. Well, matter of fact, uh, in February we'll we're going to be starting our thirteenth year, brother Shannon. Man, congratulations on that! And uh, how did you get started in uh, TV? Well, I I get started um, everything that the Lord allowed me to do. I've never went off after anything. It's always come to me. You know, I had a Christian newspaper that I did for 15 years, once a month. We did 10,000 papers. It was called the Love Express, and it was God's love uh, on newspaper. Um, we did 180 papers, never missed a paper, delivered it. Rain, sun, snow, I mean. Uh, and uh, But somebody said to me, uh, this is in the cassette days, uh, I want to give you a cassette. I think that you might be able to want to do a newspaper. And I said, okay. So I heard the cassette, and I just kind of prayed about it, and God said to do it. So uh, we did it until I went full-time in the ministry, and, and then we stopped doing it. That's about 23 years ago. And then on your show, too, Brother Shannon, uh, what happened was is that um, uh, Alan Binger was introduced to you by John Ramirez, and then Alan told you about me, and then you had me on just to share my testimony, and nine years later, we're still together. Amen. That you know, was a divine appointment. Doing a weekly service and a weekly meetings. And, and so as far as the TV program went, a sister in the Lord said, do you ever think about doing TV? I says, well, not really. 
I, I don't think so. She said, would you like to go on TV and uh, share the word? I said, sure. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so let me speak to my pastor, and uh, he goes on a TV network in the, in the town, and he'll he'll sponsor you. So I, I I I talked to him for about an hour. He told the director he'd sponsor me. I didn't even know what we were going to do. The day before we we're supposed to go on, I said I said Lord, what do you want me to do? And he says, I just want you to get people to share their testimony about what I what I've done for them in their lives. And uh, so, 680 so much shows later, you know, um, God's been blessed the ministry, and we're in like 19 different locations in New York and Connecticut, and out, we're out now in all of Long Island and northern New Jersey, and. Um, you know, to God be the glory. Uh, and some of the locations, Brother Shannon, are in uh, 30, 30 or 40 different cities. And we were, we were in West Virginia for five years, and then uh, the fellow who had me on there, um, unfortunately, he's going to go to the doctor on Tuesday, the heart, uh, this heart specialist, and Saturday had a heart attack and died, you know. Oh, and no. So the, yeah, and the devil just ripped us out of there because... Uh, you know, he had me on twice a, twice a day on Sundays, prime time, uh, with the with the TV show um, that we had. But but thank God, and so uh, and here we are. We just keep on trusting the Lord uh, for whatever He wants to do. We we'll have to do a we we'll have to do an, uh, another show, Brother Shannon. Oh, with you any time would be an honor. I had a lot of fun last time, and uh, I'd love to do it. You just give me the word; I'll be there. Okay, so why don't you open up in prayer, Brother Shannon, and we'll get the word out. Let's do it. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for this opportunity to be here today. Bless Brother Joseph as he brings your word. Bless all those that have come out here to hear the word. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every one of us and our families. This is a day that Yehovah has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father God... Have your way today. Surround us with your warrior angels in Jesus Christ's name. Bring in Holy Spirit of God, those you'd have to tune into the program. Also, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind every demonic force that has come against any of us. Satan, we rebuke you in Jesus Christ's name, and we command you to let go of the people that they can hear the word in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, praise God. I'm going to... Speak from Genesis chapter 37. I'm going to read uh, two verses, 9 and 10, and then I'm going to read Psalm 27, 14. And he dreamed yet another dream, and told it to his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made uh, obstinate to me. And he told it to his father and to his brother and his father rebuked him and said unto him what is this dream that thou hast dreamed shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee uh, to the earth and his brethren envied him but his father observed of the saying father and Psalm 27 14 wait on the Lord be of good courage and he'll 
strengthen your heart. Again, I say wait. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come and to bring forth your word uh, tonight, Lord God. The enemy is bound up, straight jacket and gagged. We thank you, Father God. We plead the blood of Jesus over everybody, Lord God. The word will not return void, accomplish that which you would have. Your word settled in heaven. Your word's above your name. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will remain. Uh, the grass wither, the flower faith away, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Your word's a lamp into our feet, light into our pathway. Thy word have we, sit, we have we hid in our heart that we might not sin against thee. In Jesus' name, amen. Through it all. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Title and message, God Makes a Way. When there seems to be no way. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. Rejecting Christ brings forth death and destruction. Religion, the world doesn't matter, mind. But when you talk about Jesus and being born again, that's a different story. As believers, we have to understand that we're in the world, but we're not of it. And uh, the world is a fast pace. The boss wants the letter yesterday. It's rush, rush, rush. And Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 just talks about how God reacts to situations and circumstances. Um and his, his, his word is what we have to depend upon. We only walk by faith and not by sight. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. There's an evil way, there's an evil imagination, and then there's the divine way. And before we came to Christ, there's only one way that we knew. And that's our own way. Our own thinking. But now when we come to the Lord, we have to understand that God's ways are probably 99.9% different, different than man's way. There are times where God does do stuff instantly. But a lot of times it's wait, wait, wait. Uh, because God wants to get the glory. God wants to get the honor. God wants to get the praise. And the Lord does not want his children to go ahead of him. Because when they go ahead of him, he's behind. And when they go behind him, he's in front. They want you to walk with him and trust him. And the situation and circumstances has been since Adam and Eve sinned. That there's a battle going on in the hearts and the minds of men. It's either God's way or our way. And when we do it our way and we rush, it's not good. 
God is strengthening his people. In Second Chronicles 16.9, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the earth to so show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards them. Yeah, your heart and my heart is perfect towards because we have the Holy Spirit in us. He's perfect. The natural heart and the natural man, uh, Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived outside of Jesus in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 3, he gives a perfect example of the human heart and it says that the heart is mad. And so God's showing himself strong on your behalf. Uh, in this world, we shall have tribulations. But the Lord says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So let me just give you an example of the fast-paced life that we're living in. Uh, I remember when I was uh, growing up, my mother would once in a blue moon allow me to get a Swanson's TV dinner, frozen. Uh, and you'd have to cook it in the oven, and it would be a half an hour. Uh, today you go into the, uh, the supermarket, it's 15, 20 feet of TV dinners, when back then it was only like three feet. And uh, the TV dinners, uh, sometimes people look for them for three minutes or four minutes or five minutes. We have the stove. That says, listen, you haven't, you only use me like three times a year, like for holidays. And the microwave oven is saying, use me, use me. I'm faster, I'm faster. And uh, the stove is saying, no, but it's better to use me. There's a battle that goes on. And we go to the supermarket again. And you see they have oatmeal. Well, they had oatmeal for 30 minutes. Five minutes, and now they have oatmeal for one minute. Um, fast food. You, you, you can go into, if you eat fast food, you can go into McDonald's, and there's plenty of seats to sit in there. Or there's a big line in the, in, in the, to go and to order your food. And do people go inside? No. What do they do? They go, wait in line, and Say they're going to go to church and they're eating a Big Mac and they're eating while they're driving and they just bite it and all that stuff, the ketchup, the onions, whatever else is on there, the mayonnaise goes right on your blouse. Uh, I, I, I've seen cleaners where you can uh, pay extra money, drive up uh, to the front of the cleaner and they'll bring bring your clothes into the car. You don't even have to get out. Pharmacies, same thing. Drive-in pharmacies, you don't have to get out. And what's happened is, is that when we allow that to happen into our lives, as far as it goes with God, we're in trouble. See, no matter what situation that you're in, let me just say this again. No matter what situation that you might be in, God's got everything under control. And if you believe that, then Romans 8.28 applies to your life. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Listen, life's not a beach. Life is not a bowl of cherries. Right? Life is tough. And there
are situations and circumstances that are going to come up. And without a test, there's no testimony. So we're all going to go through the tests. But God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. So you have to have your heart and your mind filled with the presence of God to knowing who you are in Christ. You're a royal priesthood. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar person. You're called out of darkness into the marvelous light. Romans, uh, um, Re- Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 says that you are a, a priest and a king unto God. You're royalty. And God takes care of his children. Uh, if there's a, if there's a, um, a ruler in the world, uh, whether he's a king or a, uh, or, or, or a prime minister or a queen, and if they love their children, they're going to take care of their children. You know, in Revelation 22, verses 12 and 20, Jesus says this, I come quickly. Well, that was 2,000 years ago. So God's timing is always according to his will, his way, and what he says. He's never been late or missed an appointment. He's always on time. You know, he wants his church to be still while they're waiting for him to open doors and close doors. Now, Psalm 4610 says, Be still and know that I am God. I mean, Isaiah 4031, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Jeremiah 2913 says, uh, that when you seek me with all your heart, then you'll find me. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Isaiah, uh, um, Psalm 1611, uh, in his presence is fullness of joy, and at his right hand pleasures forevermore. Uh, Jeremiah 33, call upon me, and I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things you know it's not. He also wants you to be totally delivered from doubt, fear, and unbelief. Let me say that again. God does not want you to live in doubt, fear, and unbelief. You have to know who your God is. He's Almighty God. He created the world in six days to show patience. He could have opened up his mouth and said, everything exists, and name it, and it would all come to exist at once. He's never slept. He's never ate. He's never hungry. He, he's all knowledge, never made a mistake, never will make a mistake. Uh, before the world was, he wrote the book from Genesis to Revelation. Everything that he says is going to come exactly the way he put it in there. It's going to come to pass. He's all over his creation, all over the whole world. He's all over the planets, the galaxies, the sun, the moon, the stars, leaves, grass, trees, everything. That's who your God is. You know, it's Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning God. If you could just get that, in the beginning God, there was nothing, all right? That should just set you free from worry and fear. Because when you have doubt, fear, and unbelief, what's happened is, is that um, it brings darkness and hopelessness into your heart. 
And that's not acceptable to the Lord. But it's acceptable to the devil. Let me say that again. Unbelief, doubt, and fear that God can't or he won't is satisfaction to the devil and it's not pleasing to the Lord. God wants you to live a life of thanksgiving, praise, belief, faith, and hope. Philippians 4, 6 to 8. It says, uh, be anxious for nothing and in everything with prayer and supplication. Make your request known unto God and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing but in everything. Give it over to the Lord. Everything. Cast all your cares upon him. 1 Peter 5, 7. For he careth for you. If you're casting all your cares upon him and leaving it with him and letting God take care of the situation at his time, then you're going to walk in peace. Then you're going to walk in faith. Then you're going to walk in praise and thanksgiving. Lord, I don't know when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it because your word says you're going to do it because your word says that you're going to take care of me. And that's where you have to leave it, at the cross. You know, our walk is 100% faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it, says, it, it says, faith is what we hope for. Hope for, not seen. We don't walk by our five senses anymore. Faith is what we hope for, the evidence of things not seen. The world has to see it before they believe. We saw it at the cross. We saw Jesus hanging on the cross. We saw him in our spirits once we got saved. We saw his the what, what he did for us, how he died for us. Bible says in uh, Hebrews chapter twelve verse two, look into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy it says the joy set before him uh, endured the cross, despising the shame, sitting at the right hand of the Father. He he it brought him joy to hang on the cross like a piece of meat. Why? So that you and I could be part of his family. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled, Jesus says. You believe in God, believe also in me. God is awesome. He's almighty. First John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world. You want to have victory? This is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. It's all about faith, church. Hebrews 11.6 Without faith, it's impossible to believe, believe, please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of him that diligently seek him. Romans 10.17 Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Your faith is getting built up by what you're hearing tonight. Romans 14.13 Listen to this very closely. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whoa. Whatsoever not of faith is sin. Luke 18, verse 8. When the Son of Man comes to earth, will he find faith? When the Lord comes to earth, will he find faith? God's way is faith. Hope. Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope fill you with what? 
all joy and peace in what? In believing that you might abound in hope through the Holy Ghost. Hope, hope, hope. Let me tell you what God's hope is. It's not like the world's hope. Well, I hope I get that job. I hope I get that raise. I hope that I'll be able to do this or I hope I'll make the baseball team. No. God's hope is a hundred percent what God said he's going to do. And then we have trust, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Now we're talking about the natural man's heart because I told you what Solomon said about that in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 3. It's mad. It's talking about the new heart. In, in, in Ezekiel, it says, I'll put a new spirit in you. Put a new heart in you. Take away the stony heart. It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, he leads you, he guides you, he teaches you. And this is what God wants you to do. He wants you to believe one way. And not, not be double-minded in James. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. He wants you to believe God no matter what. You're going through. No matter what the circumstances is, God's got it under control. You know, the children of Israel cried out for 400 years to get delivered from Egypt. And God didn't come until he had one man, and it was Moses. And when he Moses went and delivered them from Egypt, they thought probably be a piece of cake. In three days, they'll be over in the promised land, in the land of Canaan. 40 years because of their disobedience, because of their rebellion. God was with them every step of the way. But what did they do? Complain, complain, complain. What happened? Everyone over 20 years old died in the wilderness, never got into the promised land except Joshua and Caleb. Why? Because they had the faith to believe God no matter what they saw when they went to spy out the land. No matter what they saw, didn't matter that giants were high, big, the walls were big, didn't matter. They knew that their God was able. Only ones that made it into the promised land were the children underneath 20 years old. You don't want to be doubting and non-believing and in fear of God's not coming through because that's going to dry up your spirit. And that's what the devil wants your spirit to dry up. So in Genesis chapter 37, verse 6 to 8, I read about the prophecy, the, uh, I'm sorry, the, 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 uh, the dream. It was a prophetic dream, of course, that God gave Joseph. And before that, there's, two, uh, there's another dream that he gave him. It's, right, it's the scriptures before that. It starts at verse 5. And what it was is basically that Joseph's brothers and the family, mother and father, is going to bow down to Joseph, 17-year-old boy he was at the time. And when it says in the scripture about the moon and the sun and the, and the 11 stars, what the moon and the sun represented was Joseph's father, Jacob, and his mother, and his 11 brothers. And so they were jealous of him anyways, because he was a favorite son of Jacob because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. 
let me tell you something. You have young children, uh, don't be favored. <laughs> That'll start a war. And so basically what happened was is that they hated him. And now they hated him even more because of his dreams. Uh, who is this young boy saying that we are going to bow down to him? Huh? Who is that young boy? And so here it is. They said we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take care of him. He went to see about father sent him out to see what his brothers were doing when he was feeding the flock of sheep. And what happened was is they took him. Uh, they, uh, they wanted to kill him. Uh, what happened is Reuben said, "Don't kill him. He's our brother." You know, so they threw him in a pit. You know, and there was no wa water in the pit. There was no food in the pit. And then the Ishmaelites came. And, and, and uh, uh, Judah said, let's sell them. Let's sell them. We get 20 shekels, 20 pieces of silver. Let's get rid of him. And and uh, we'll just uh, slay an animal. And we'll, we'll put it on the coat of Joseph. And we'll go tell our father that an animal killed his son, our brother. And that's exactly what they did. Imagine that. These 11 boys, what they did to terrify their father because of hate. And unforgiveness. Don't you have any hate or unforgiveness in your heart? Because it'll lead you to do crazy things. Repent. Ask God to forgive you. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Just make it right with God. He says, if you can't forgive somebody, then God can't forgive you. And if God can't forgive you and me, then how are we going to get into heaven? You know. And the bottom line is, is that we're all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. So here it is. Not only did they deceive their father, okay, by, uh, you know, bringing him the coat, this and that. Jacob was terrified. Jacob was mourning. And here, these 11, um, these 11 brothers of his were consoling his father with his, with his, with their sisters. You imagine that? I mean, you just go to show how much he hated the father. So now here's Joseph. Joseph is sold to Potiphar's house, right? And now he's going to Potiphar's house in chapter 39, right? And Potiphar was an officer of Pharaoh. And he was a captain of the guard of the Egyptians, right? And so he bought him from them. And so it says that the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of the Egyptians. And then his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And verse 4 says, And Joseph found grace in the sight he served him. And he served him, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put into his hands. So let me say something to you. No matter what you're going through in your life now, or will go through, you have favor from God. Favor favor, favor. And people will see something different in you. This Pharaoh, he saw, he knew that it was something different about Joseph. So he put him in charge of everything. He was in charge of his whole house, right? Gave him everything to do. But then Satan came in. You know, God takes what Satan means for evil and turned it around for good. Right? You're good. And so what happened was his wife had eyes on him, 
You know, jo, jo, Potiphar's wife, she was a beautiful woman, and she kept on saying, lie with, in Genesis 30, 39, 10. It was like over and over, day by day, and it came to pass as she spoke to Joseph, day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her and to be with her, day by day. The enemy doesn't give up. When Sambalot and his three friends came to uh, stop Nehemiah from building the wall and building the gate in uh, Jerusalem, they kept on badgering him time after time after time. Nehemiah said, well, I'm not coming down from this wall. We have work to do. We don't have time for you. So you, you don't have time to hear the, the devil badger your mind uh, with your God. Uh, how come he hasn't helped you? Uh, the finances have gotten worse. Uh, you're, you're, you're sick now more than you've ever been. Your family's a muck. Uh, you don't have time to listen to his junk. God is able. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Those things that God has prepared for those who love him, but has revealed it unto him by the Spirit. Right? So just build up the Holy Spirit in you. Get more of the Holy Ghost in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can withstand the attack of the enemy. You can do all things through Christ who strengthen you. It says in Psalm, it says in Isaiah 54, 7, uh, that no weapon formed against you. There's going to be weapons formed against you, but they will not prosper. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. You are a child of the king. You know, um, even, whatchamacallit, David, David got very, very, you know, David forgot his God. And, and, and what David said in, in Psalm uh, verse 13, in Psalm verse 13, verse 1, this is what he said. He said, how long will thou forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemies be exalted over me? Yeah, God has never left us. God is always with us. He, not in fact, is he with us, he's in us. The Godhead bodily, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, he's in you, he's in me. Okay? But he does not act when we want him to act. Sometimes he'll act right away. Other times he's waiting, waiting, waiting. Waiting for his timing. Not our timing, his timing. So what happened is, is that uh, Joseph said, I can't do this to my master and I can't sin against God. So she lied uh, to Pharaoh. And what did Pharaoh do in verse 20 of uh, chapter 39? Uh, he put him in the king's, he put him where the king's prisoners were bound. And there he was in prison. So let me just say something to you. Joseph, what did he do wrong to go into prison? Nothing. He loved God. He served his father. He served God. But this is how he was in prison. Even though he had favor in prison again. He had favor. The same thing you could say over there in verse 21. The Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. The Lord's in you and with you. And the, his mercies are new every morning. And then it goes, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the cup, of uh, keeper of the prison. 
And this is what the keeper of the prison did. He committed to Joseph, hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Now, he's in, he's in prison. Okay, he was sold as a slave. He was in Potiphar's house. We don't know how long for. Okay, now he's going into prison. And he's going into prison, not like it is over here in America, where they have a law library. You could find out something in there that the, the prosecutor did wrong, and you committed murder, and you can get out because you have the trial over again. They don't have a, a gymnasium where you can lift weights up, and they don't have places where you can say that you want a kosher food, or you, you, you eat this kind of food, uh, and stuff like that. Oh, now let me tell you where Joseph was in prison. Psalm 105, verse 18 and 19. Whose feet they hurt with fetter, he was laid in iron until the time, listen to this very closely, until the time that his word came. What word? The word of the Lord tried him. So now he's in prison, but he's in the right prison. He's in the prison where Pharaoh puts people in prison that he's upset with. So he's in the right prison, he's in the right place, and what happened is there's a, a butler and a, a baker that are in prison. They were Pharaoh's men, and they both had dreams, and Joseph said he could interpret the dreams, and, and so what happened was is that he interpreted the dreams, and one of the dreams, the uh, baker wished that he never interpreted it because he says in three days, that's it. You're finished. You're out of here. Uh, you're dead. You're gonna be. Your head's gonna be. That's it. But he, it, but he interpreted the butler, and he said, in three days, you're gonna be restored to Pharaoh. But here's listen to this in chapter forty, verse fifteen. This is what Joseph said. He told, he told, he told the, the butler, please, for indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing, and here also have I done nothing, I'll say it one more time, and here also I have done nothing that they should put me in this dungeon. And so what did he do? He said, remember me. And what happened? The butler didn't remember him. Why? Because it wasn't God's time. Now, here's Joseph. It never says once in Scripture that Joseph ever complained. In, chapter, in verse 15, he said, I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews. He didn't say that my brothers betrayed me, that they sold me for 20 pieces of silver, that I went to Potiphar's house, and that his wife wanted to come again at me and have a relationship with me. No, <clears throat> he didn't complain. Because what he did is, if he was living in the New Testament time, 
we could say he just turned his eyes on Jesus. He looked into his wonderful face. And the things of the world grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Now, I have to understand, Joseph is a handsome 17-year-old boy. He's been in prison for 13 years and in Potiphar's house. And so what happened is, is that now it's God's timing. And when it's God's timing, what happened is, in God's timing, God gives Pharaoh a dream, and he can't have anybody interpret it. But the butler says, oh, he says, I know a man that can interpret it. He's in prison. And he's in, he's in prison. And when he's in prison, what happened is he said that he, he, he can interpret your dream. And so what happened is, is that he went and he called them out of prison. So what happened there? When Joseph heard that Pharaoh wanted to see him, he said, I can't go before the king. He says, I have to shave. I have to change my clothes. In other words, Joseph didn't understand what was going on in his life. But I believe that he was content. He didn't understand. Like you might not be understanding, like I might not be understanding. But he trusted God. He believed God. And so what happened, he went before Pharaoh. He interpreted the dreams. Interpreted the dreams that there was going to be seven years of nothing. Plenty, I'm sorry. Seven years of plenty. And there's going to be seven years of nothing. So Pharaoh took Joseph. Okay. And here's Joseph. He took him. From being in the dungeon, shackled, and he made him second in command of all of Egypt. What? God makes a way where there seems no way. And so here, we're going to make a long story short, okay? His father and brothers come down to Egypt because they got to get food. There's no food there. And what happened is is that they found out, okay, that Joseph was their brother. And what happened is the brothers were fearful because they figured he's going to come back and going to get us killed. Now he did toy with them and play with them and put them in prison and did some things, okay? But that was just playing with them. This is what it says in chapter 45 of um, Genesis, verse 5. This is what he tells his brothers. He says in verse 4, And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, who you sold into Egypt. That must have blew their minds, boy. They must have been shaken in their pants. But here's what he said. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. 
For these two years hath famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there shall be neither be earring or harvest. God sent me before you to preserve you as a remnant in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Again, in verse 8, so now it was not you that sent me here, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Wow. It says here in uh, chapter uh, 41, verse 46, And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Here's Joseph, robbed of his latter teenage years, 17, 18, 19, in his 20s. And what happened? God allowed it to happen. Joseph was his man, just like the murderer Moses was God's man. God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, the weak, to confound the strong. And so now, what happens is that Joseph's father dies, Jacob. And what do they feel, the brothers? They feel, okay, our father's dead. All right? And now what's going to happen? Joseph is going to get backed at us. Right? And so what did they do? They, 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 they actually lied to him. And they said the father did command before he died, saying in verse 17, chapter 50, of, of verse 17, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespasses of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servant of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spoke unto him. And in verse 18, and this is here it is, And the brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, again he says this, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly unto them. They had favor with Pharaoh, the Egyptian. They lived in Goshen. When the nine plague, the ten plagues came that the Lord brought against Pharaoh and his people, not one plague touched the children of Israel in Goshen. And the thing is, is that God started the twelve tribe of Israel through that, the 70 people started it, and it's going on today and today and today. And so the bottom line is, is that no matter what you're going through, God's word is true. God's promises are true. 
God might have given you a promise many years ago of something that he was going to do. And it doesn't happen. It didn't happen because God's timing is not yet. But at his timing, when it comes, no devil in hell can stop it. Whether it's you're looking for a wife or to be married or a, a, a husband or, or, or for an unsaved loved one who's just very bad to get saved or uh, you can't find work or your finances are down. No matter what's going on, okay, in your life, you have to understand God's your father. You're his child. He's always going to take care of you. He's never forget you because it says in scripture that your name is engraved in the palm of his hands. Your walls are ever before him. If your mother and father forsake you, the Lord will lift you up. If you're nursing a child and forget that child, I'll never forsake you. He even says to your old age and gray hair, I am with you. I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. And in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1, fear not, I have redeemed you. If you're born again and listening to this message, you're a blood-bought child of the king. Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Whoa. The creator of the universe is saying that you are mine. You might work in a company where they have hundreds of people, the owner or the boss, they don't even know who you are. You might just be a number. The creator of the universe says you are mine. Then he says, uh, here's a promise. When you go through the waters, and that's the waters of affliction, I'll be with you. When you go through the rivers, you will not drown. And when you go through the fire, you'll not be burned. Why? Because he is with you. He is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Remember, always remember that with the Lord, your back is never up against the wall and praise God. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I say amen to that. What a powerful message tonight. What an encouraging message. Brother Joseph, what would you like to title that for the archive? Uh, yeah, I think, Brother Shannon, God makes a way uh, where, there, where there seems to be no way. Okay, I love it. Let me write that down. God makes a way where there seems to be no way. Where there seems to be no way. I've seen him do it in my own life. He can do it again for me, for you. God makes Amen. a way where there seems to be no way. Yes, indeed. Amen to that. Praise the Lord. Take I want communion, to, uh, Brother Shannon. Absolutely. I want to welcome you if you're here for the first time. And uh, we're going to take communion. Uh, communion is where we meet at the Lord's Supper table with the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke twenty-two nineteen says, And Jesus took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Communion is 
something that every believer should take. It's open only to people who have made the decision to follow Jesus Christ. If you have not become a Christian, you do not want to take communion until you do. And if you take it, having prepared yourself to meet the Lord, repenting of all sin, having a clear conscience before the Lord, come and meet the Lord, eat his flesh, drink his blood. There's a blessing that comes from it. And if you're not ready, then that's a, uh, a signal that you need to be ready because we could go into eternity at any moment. It'll be too late to get prepared then, so prepare now. So as often as you do this, we remember that and remember what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and I, gave his body, gave his life, rose again, and now we have an opportunity to be forgiven if we believe on him to be saved. Over to you, Brother Joseph. Amen. And now, uh, when we take communion here uh, at New Hope in the Lord, um, when we drink the cup, uh, we say, Hail to my King Jesus three times in in honor of the Trinity. And then hail, and then we say, Hail to our King Jesus uh, worldwide, those that are taking communion now. And uh, even people on the archives, the archives. If you ever, when you listen to the message on the archives, and you, you know, take communion with us there. Okay. Baruch Atah Adonai, Aheinu Melech Olam, Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaretz. Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the Universe, who commands us to eat bread from the uh, earth. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to take communion, Lord God, tonight, Father. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. It says, do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Father God, that you hung on the cross, Father God, for our forgiveness of our sins. Father God says in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within. Bless your holy name who forgives us of our sins and heals us of all our diseases, Father. So we thank you for that, Lord. We can claim healing for our bodies in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I I speak forth to bodies in pain now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I curse the cause, the root of the pain, and I command that pain to stop in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I come against any disease, any sickness, cancer, heart conditions, high blood pressure, sugar diabetes, uh, fibromyalgia, I curse you to the root in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Migraine headaches in Jesus' name. I command you to go in Jesus' name. I command blood pressure to be normal in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tension, I rebuke you. Spirit of fear, I command you to leave in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father God, that you died for the whole man, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially to be well in Jesus' name. I command finances to be restored in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, for building up our immune system as we take communion now in Jesus' name. Let's partake with the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ for his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Baruch atah Adonai, Aheinu melech cholam. Very prayer, Agafen. Blessed art thou, Lord our God, King of the universe, who commands us to drink fruit from the vine. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to my King Jesus. Hail to our King Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 
There's power in your blood, healing in your blood, deliverance in your blood, faith in your blood, hope in your blood, peace in your blood, joy in your blood, love in your blood, mercy in your blood, and great grace in your blood. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes us white as snow. We thank you, Father, we're white as snow because of your blood, Father. You threw our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Remember them no more as far as east is from the west. So our sins forgiven. We thank you, Lord God, the eraser that erased our sins, Father God, that were from Maine to California, Father God, is your broken body and your shed blood. We thank you, Father God, for building up our immune system, putting a wall of fire around us, Zechariah 2.5, that no influenza, no coronavirus, no flu will touch our bodies, Lord God. Any sickness comes near us, it will hit you, the wall of fire, and die. We thank you for that, Lord. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name, our soon-coming King, the, the Father God, the, same, the one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, in your name. Amen. Let's partake with the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for his glory. Hallelujah. Amen to that. Brother Joseph, what would you um, like to let people know about your ministry? How can they contact you support it? Well, yeah. Um, if you want to send a, uh, uh, you want to send an email, you can send it to uh, Brother Joe at newhopeinthelord.com. If you want to look on our website, we've got a great website there, and uh, just go to www.newhopeinthelord.com, and uh, under the menu, uh, you'll see. Uh, um, a YouTube channel, and you could just click the YouTube channel, and we have 350 shows on there. Um, and you could hit playlist, and you have about 25 different categories. And go watch Brother Shannon's show. Uh, put Shannon Davison there, you know, and uh, watch his show. And, uh, you know, just you see a show that's good, just pass it on, uh, share it. And if you subscribe, I appreciate it, too. And uh, if you want to um, send a check, you can send a check to uh, New Hope in the Lord, P.O. Box 418, Valhalla, V-A-L-H-A-L-L-A, New York, 10595. And we thank you for uh, those that are supporting us financially. Uh, we help people. Uh, we, we do different things with the finances. Uh, you could go to paypal.me forward slash Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, 727, or by Zell, uh, rev.joseph at aol.com. My friend, great message tonight. I really appreciate you. We love you. Okay. We'll see you next you week. You too, Brother Shannon. Love you. God, God bless, bless you. Okay. God Shalom. Folks, let's get our next guest on. Let us get Brother Terry Jefferson on. We're dialing right now. Here we go. I'm going to reset the uh, Skype mix alarm, so get ready to refresh. <laughs> 